Climb aboard for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right. It's the podcast discussing Who, exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at discussingwho.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones, and I want to welcome back for the first time since April, I believe, Ron Stevens. Ron, how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? How's it been? It's been like the days go into the next day and the scenery doesn't change. It's just just all a blur. (laughs) Sort of like we're in limbo, maybe. Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps, maybe. (laughs) Kind of, you know, an interesting word to use is we will soon find out. But I also want to welcome back Ryan Kent. Ryan, hello. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, trying to get through this uh, endless summer. Yes. Like maybe we could just kind of, you know, step on a disc of light and kind of fast forward to the end. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds great. So I want to come back real quick, Ron Stevens, to you and say officially you're already a part of discussing comics as a co-host. But I want to welcome officially a part or not officially, officially as a part of the discussing network. Your extremely geeked out podcast. So welcome, my yes, friend. Yes, yes, man. I'm glad to be part of this, man. I'm super excited about this, especially starting season three, man. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. So for anyone listening who may just be listening to discussing comics for the very first time with this episode, I'm going to put you on the spot and give an elevator pitch on the spot. If you were to say, what is the extremely geeked out podcast for someone who's never listened to us before and is new to me, you and Ryan, the question would be answered how, who and what is the Extremely Geeked Out Podcast. Extremely Geeked Out Podcast, man, is basically just, you know, that conversation you have with your friends about comics or pop culture or anything like that. That's what Extremely Geeked Out is, basically. Just fans of comic books and comic book related stuff just geeking out over the stuff that what they hear on the, on the you know, in the in social media and just, you know, sharing what we what we think about what's going on in the comic book world. You, by chance, have just made me geek out myself because the fact that the Discussing Network not only has one, but two that relate to, two being podcasts that relate to comic books. Hello, I'm geeked out totally about that. So that's cool. More the merrier, man. (laughs) Absolutely, the more the merrier. You can be Marvel and I'll be DC or I'll be Marvel and you'll be DC and there you go. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so speaking of Marvel in DC, I'm curious. I want to segue into what we're talking about. But speaking of Marvel in DC, when I was growing up, I loved reading two series published by both of those companies. One being from DC, which was Who's Who and the DC Universe. And then there was, of course, from Marvel, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Curious, and Ryan, I'll start with you. Are you guys familiar with either of those publications? And if so, have you read any of them? Absolutely. I have right in front of me today, kind of preempting our conversation, I have my 
official handbook of the Marvel Universe X-Men edition open to a very specific page. So I, I these are the books that got me into comics. I, I would read these obsessively before I even I ever picked up the actual books themselves because I wanted to know about the character. All right, cool. The next question, Ron Stevens, you, are you familiar with either of those? And if so, have you read them? I am familiar with them. Yes, familiar more so with the um, handbook. Marvel's Handbook, or anything else. I vaguely remember about DC's Who's Who, though. I remember buying them, you know, show my age here. I bought those when they came out, you know, you know, in their weekly or monthly or whatever format that they were coming out at. And while I love the detail in the original and subsequent handbooks of the Marvel Universe, I also really like the ability to See, like when they got to Superman and you had Earth 1 Superman on one page and you had the Earth 2 Superman on the next page or Wonder Woman on one, one page and Wonder Woman on the other. You know, that to me was like a geek out moment. Yeah. You know, seeing like, OK, well, this Wonder Woman is different from that Wonder Woman and blah, 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 blah. That was so freaking cool to me. I don't know if they're still doing that now, but if they, I think they need to jump back on that. I know on the social media, Marvel does those little questionnaires or those little quick who's who type like videos that let you know what a certain superhero, especially if they got a movie that's coming out with them in it. And they just give you, hey, here's this superhero. And this is what they do and blah, blah, blah. But I think having a, also a book as well, or at least like a magazine about certain, you know, certain heroes about what they they are, it kind of helps out, especially those beginning type comic book readers who may have been watching the movies, now they want to get into the comic books, see what they're really all about, you know? Well, speaking of seeing what they're really all about, the idea of who's who and the Marvel handbook, you know, who's who DC, handbook Marvel, kind of gave me the idea of coming up with something that I want to call the Discussing Comics Who's Who Handbook. Mesh them all together. And that's where we're going to basically take a character from one of those companies and dissect the information about them. And hopefully we will learn something about the characters ourselves if we, one of us, are not familiar with that character. And if we are familiar, we'll get to highlight some of our favorite characters. And I'm going to start with one of my favorite characters from a movie that may or may not ever hit the movie theaters. <laughs> Who knows? But it's called The New Mutants, and the character is none other than Magic, also known as Ileana Rasputin. So because I like spoiler warnings, I will start out by saying, if you know nothing about Ileana Rasputin, and you want to find out or don't want to know more about before you watch the movie, put us on pause, go out, Watch the movie, if it ever comes out, or go to <laughs> online and read about her. Because from this moment forward, spoilers. 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 So, gentlemen, first question that I have about Ilyana. Ron, I'm going to start with you this time. Mm -hmm. How familiar are you with magic? I'm vaguely like I don't know a whole lot. I don't know all her backstories. So really, this episode is going to be really fun for me because I get to learn a whole lot more uh, about her. I mean, I learned enough 
honored through the, on the web on the websites and trying to get some notes and stuff. I only read maybe a couple of books where she was in it. I know she's in a couple of the um, John Jonathan Hick run right now, but that's far as my my knowledge goes with her, really. Awesome. See, that, see, that really is intriguing to me because I'm such a fanboy from her from basically the '80s. That's mm-hmm. curious to to get your impression and see how you form your opinion as we talk. So, Ryan, what about you? Your familiarity with Ilyana. I've always been aware of the character uh, because I always, like I said, I did start off reading these official handbook of the Marvel universes, but I, I never read the that original run. So my familiarity with her uh, is very strictly when she's in the X-Men books themselves. And the last couple of years since she came back, I don't know when that was like 2010 or so she's been featured in a lot of X-Men books. And that's really where a lot of my familiarity with firsthand at least comes from. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to go against my notes, but I want to make it organic and you just piqued my interest. So based on your understanding of Ilyana from 2010 forward that you've seen her in the X-Men books, give me a brief synopsis of who is Ilyana. She is Colossus's sister. Colossus has always been one of my favorite X-Men. She has powers that are kind of one of my favorite comic book powers, which is kind of kind of vague magic-esque powers. The Zatanna, Scarlet Witch, Magic, they all just kind of have vague magic powers. I think that's really cool. And uh, my impression of the, uh, at least her attitude and her personality is kind of a no-nonsense, kind of very serious person as one of the more powerful members of the X-Men. All right. Ron Stevens, from Mm -hmm. your understanding of the books that you've read, what's your impression, first impression of Ileana? The ones that I read, she's always been the most intriguing one in the books. Just like what I'm saying, her abilities are really, really impressive. Very like, I like that her abilities of being having magic, also being able to teleport. And she can also not only just teleport herself, but she can bring multiple people along with her. So I thought that was pretty cool because, like, my favorite X Men is Nightcrawler, which of course he can teleport himself. I believe he can teleport, uh, you know, someone else with him. But to have massive people, more than just two or three, she can have the whole crew with her and you know take her to one continent to another. Her abilities is really cool, and the fact that she has a sword, a really freaking cool sword. So a very um, big sword. Yes, a very big cool sword, <laughs> and. Really, I like to learn more about that sword too, and it's very intriguing to me. You guys do not realize how much fun I'm having right now, so just FYI. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, a question about the sword: Is the sword magical, or is it a mutant ability? What do you think? Either one of you. I always took it as those two are not mutually exclusive. That the answer would be yes, it is both of those things. But I don't know. I have a very limited understanding of her powers. Okay. Ron, what do you think? I'm going with more magic than it is her, um, like, mutant power. I think it's more magic than anything else. Okay. So what is her mutant power? Which would be teleportation and also... Straight from uh, the source book. Teleportation through time and space, trained sorcerer. So that's pretty, yes, uh, that's pretty broad. Right. Yeah. But, but think of what you just said. Her powers, though, she is a trained sorceress, but her mutant ability is the teleportation. Oh. 
Okay. So let's kind of get some back history of Ilyana. Was her first appearance, yes or no, in the New Mutants, or did it predate the New Mutants? Man, this I feel is like, like if I if I answer this, I feel like I'm cheating because I have the book open right okay. in front of me. <laughs> All right. So since you have the book open right in front of you, her first appearance was when uh, Giant Size X Men number one. Yes, 1975. She was the character when Peter ran out to stop the tractor, or what I believe it was, from running over someone. It was Ilyana. She was unnamed at the time, but it was the first appearance of the character, and that was in 1975. 45 years ago. That's how long she's been around. Yeah, I did not realize she was that a well-established character in the Marvel Universe. I thought, really, she was more around the time where she came, I guess, where uh, Ryan was seeing where she came back around 2010. I thought that was the area she came in and came to be, but it's a lot, lot older than that. That's, so, uh, that's actually pretty cool. So when she came back in 2010, where did she come back from? Limbo. Okay. Was she in Limbo the whole time, or had something else happened? That I do not know. Oh, Mm-mm. Cool. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you guys will indulge me for a moment, why don't we walk down memory lane for a minute? Story time with Kyle. Story time with Kyle. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So she officially came to America from the USSR, as it was known at the time, in X-Men number 145. That was the first time she was named. She had been kidnapped by the associate of Arcade, who was kidnapping people associated with the X-Men because Dr. Doom had taken Arcade prisoner and she was trying to get Arcade freed. That is how Ilyana winds up in the U.S. She then stays with Colossus. The professor teaches her English and she and Kitty bond with a friendship. Now, at the time... She was about six to eight years old as a character. Then a couple of years later in 1982, this was Uncanny X-Men number 160, August 1982. There was a story where there was a demon from this magical realm called Limbo. His name was Belasco. He had been tasked by these dark lords, as they were called, uh, that he was serving to create these bloodstones for this amulet that would free them. There needed to be five bloodstones. He saw Ilyana and saw the purity of her soul, kidnapped the child to and took her to Limbo. The X-Men, of course, followed to Limbo trying to rescue her. As they went, they realized there had also been, from another reality, a version of the X-Men that had come to try to save Ilyana that did not succeed. Like they find this carcass of Colossus that's mounted to a wall. And then they meet this cat-like creature that is a mutated Kitty Pride. They meet an old version of Aurora who had become a sorceress in Limbo. She couldn't use much of her mutant powers anymore. And they found a nightcrawler who had been corrupted and was basically a demon pet now of Belasco. They then team up with the real X-Men or the current X-Men and 
long story short, save Ilyana. So in the story, what happens is Kitty loses touch for just a second of Ilyana's hand as she's being pulled into limbo for when she's first pulled in for just a second. And when she grasps her hand again and pulls her out, eight years of eight to 10 years have passed. So she's now a teenager. That kind of sets the stage for what happened to Ilyana during this time. How did we find out what happened to Ilyana during this time? There was a four issue miniseries called Storm and Ilyana Magic. And it told the story of what happened to the little girl through her being the young adult in the time she was in Limbo and how she takes basically control of Limbo from Belasco at the end. Thoughts? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's just for two, just for a second. It ate almost, almost a decade passed on her. That's yes. crazy. <laughs> I, I love that device in stories like time relativity where, the, you know, like in Interstellar or something where time is moving slower for some people than it is for other people. I always find that a really, really fun story device. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. So to keep going, the you guys ask about the Soul Sword. Storm, the older Storm, is trying. She's still alive in the older, you know, this limbo generation where or this limbo dimension. And she is trying to teach Ilyana good magic whereas he is trying to teach her the dark magic, she's quickly seeing that every bit of magic that she's trying to create turns bad because ultimately Limbo was reflection of its ruler, which was Belasco, who was bad. At one point, there's something that happened. I don't want to spoil everything, but something that happens, and Ilyana does the spell again, and instead of trying to create an acorn to create a tree, she then reaches her hand into this light and pulls down what she thought that she needed, which was the sword. That's how she creates the soul sword. That's that's pretty badass. I found my new. I think I found my new favorite X Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets better. Ilyana, there's this thing that existed in the realm of Limbo called a stepping disc that you could use magically to go from place to place to place. Well, one evening when she's in issue number four, I don't know how old she was, but she's in issue number four, and she starts seeing this round disc of light on the wall, and then she sees it moving toward her, and then she realizes, hey, you know, I can control that. So it was between her realizing, hey, I can control this disc and being able to teleport that Belasco couldn't control, that plus the sword is how she ultimately escapes because as she's attacking him with the sword and the sword can disarm or uh, undo anything magical, she is becoming more demonic as he is becoming more human as the two of them are fighting. So that is where this persona of hers called the Dark Child comes about. And there are some... You know, remember I said the the soul, the amulet with the bloodstones? He actually, I believe, gets two of the bloodstones from her soul. So that's where she has this demonic side to her. Mm. All right. All right. Is the demonic side more prevalent now than it was earlier on? Like, is the dark that we've seen with her last five to ten years, is that what that is? Is that the root of that? 
Yes. And give me, uh, yes, yes. And you're about to see why. Ilyana shows up again after X-Men 160, 1982. She shows up again in New Mutants number one, March 1983, just as Ilyana. She was not an original New Mutant, but she did appear as a cast member, if you want to call it that, in New Mutants number one. There is a demon that was her captor, or basically the demon that was her jailkeeper that did Belasco's bidding called S-Y-M, S-Y-M, and I've always called him either M or Sim-I-M, but I'm, he's the pet demon of Belasco. He shows up in New Mutants number 14, comes to the mansion, tries to take Ilyana back. She uses the sword on him. But then instead of killing him, says, you serve me now. And he goes back to limbo and is her unwilling servant. He doesn't want to, but she controls limbo now. Belasco's gone. So she's the ruler of limbo. So this is the issue that I first picked up, the first New Mutants I ever picked up. And it was all about Ilyana. And that was where my fascination with that character began. It was also around the same time there is a character named Wolfsbane. I can't, st- I still to this day do not like Wolfsbane. Um, what do you guys do? Are you familiar with Wolfsbane? Yes. Thoughts about her? Neutral. No, I mean, I, I kind of peripherally, you know, aware of her as an X-Men character, but I haven't read much with her. She's fine. Right. Well, I, I'm interested to hear yeah. why you dislike her so much. Okay. Yeah. I'm right there with Ryan also. So when the New Mutants, Ilyana joins, the professor or she or someone gives her this codename of magic. She joins the New Mutants to train herself. And at this point, she is their teleporter, but she has very limited. She's like an old TARDIS back in the early days of Doctor Who. She could teleport anywhere in time and space, but she really couldn't control it. And the more further she went, the less control she had. Because there was a storyline in the New Mutants where she teleported half the group into the future and half the future, I mean, half the group into the past. The storylines go from there as they're trying to all get back together. Why do I not like Wolfsbane? Well, the character of Wolfsbane is very religious. So when Ilyana is revealed to be not just a teleporter, but she takes them to, because when she teleports, she has to pit stop into limbo. Whether it fits just for a second, she goes from where they were to limbo to where they're going. When Rain, very religious, finds out about it, she is very anti-Ilyana because she's a demon. Oh, I kind of like her because she's a demon. That's why I don't like her is because the girl can't control what happened to her. But you're automatically she shouldn't have been a new mutant. She's a demon. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I guess. I, that would, I see. <laughs> so, I, I mean, unnatural haterade. I mean, probably so. I mean, but I just don't like her. <laughs> so Ilyana stuck around and I won't go into really any more details there. But Ilyana stuck around until New Mutants number 77, it was during the Inferno crossover. This was in July 1989. And basically, you had this demonic invasion of New York City across the X-Men franchise. During this demonic invasion, the Dark Child ultimately takes complete control. She's full-on reptilian-looking demon. Believe it or not, in kind of giving Rain a little bit of 
you know, credit here. Rain somehow, while they go through limbo, finds a version of the Ilyana that first arrived in limbo way back in the day. And Ilyana sacrifices her, or the dark child sacrifices herself to end the demonic invasion. The armor that she's wearing is burnt to a crisp. And Peter is holding the burnt armor to a crisp and he hears something knocking in it and he opens it up and it's the little child, Ilyana. So she's restored to the pre-Limbo version. Thoughts? That's hmm. That sounds like a great story, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have one more chapter and it, it is a very brief chapter. So Ilyana is restored to being a child. She's no longer magical. She has no magical powers. She's six or eight years old again. She's sent back to Russia, as it is then called, to live with her parents. And then in X-Men number 303, August of 1993, Ilyana... I do know this one. Okay, so what happens in X-Men 303 in August 1993? She dies of the legacy virus. Indeed she does. Thoughts on that? I remember because i was reading x i wasn't reading x-men at that time but by the time you know 87 issues later 390 when colossus sacrifices himself to to like be the catalyst for the 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 cure for the legacy virus and he's doing it because of alana that always uh that always struck me because he was doing it because his sister died of the disease so that's how that's why i always remember that yeah so what about you ron what do you think of that ah, well i i want to read his book now honestly just to, I, cause it's like this here, here what you were uh, bringing up about it, it, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked on this character and I want to re- actually learn more on it. Cause like this is seriously becoming like my new favorite X-Men character. Now. Cool. See, and that's why I wanted to do these because I'm geeking out being able to talk about her, but the fact of you're being exposed to a character that I think mm-hmm. is absolutely brilliant and that you're yeah. not very familiar with, that's what makes doing an episode like this, to me, worthwhile and fun. Now, is, is Ileana, like, is she considered a Omega-level mutant? No, I like, don't how, think how, so. How powerful is she, would she be considered, I guess, like ranking-wise, I guess? Because I, I remember reading something about that she's, she's able to block out, like, Xavier or Emma Frost if, like, they're trying to get, try to read her mind. Yeah, she... Because she has spent so much time in limbo, you could consider her because of the bloodstones semi-demonic. You know, she's not completely human anymore. If you want to look at it that way, that is what makes her susceptible to the mind probes or the telepathy or whatever you want to call that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say she's an Omega level mutant. She is a sorceress, but the uh, here's another cool aspect of her power. In limbo, she is complete. Like she could do anything. She could make Limbo look like anything she wanted to make it look like. She has complete control, complete, you know, ultimate sorcery in Limbo. She has limited sorcery abilities on Earth, mm. which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, she's technically she can she can clean mop the floor with Doctor Strange if she wanted to in Limbo. In Limbo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In the Age of Apocalypse, a few years later, there was, in this version of reality, a young Ilyana. And when they said that we're going to take four characters from the HOA 
and then move them over to the real Marvel 616, I was like, okay, this is your back door to bring Ilyana back. This is your back door to bring Ilyana back. And then when they brought over the freaking Sugar Man, I was like, really? <laughs> but she did not return there. Age of Apocalypse, of course. House of M, she did return again. And it was in House of M that Belasco had become aware of, here she is again. He goes back to Limbo. He takes up the battle to Amanda Sefton, who was over Limbo at the time, and he tries to recreate Ilyana, you know, bring her back to life. But at that time, he brought back just the Dark Child demonic version. And there was a storyline that went on that there's a character called Pixie, and there was a bloodstone going on. And I don't remember exactly what happened there, but Ilyana herself was restored to some degree. So to Ryan, to back to your question, she did come back, but this time she came back as the dark child. So instead of the first time around, hmm. it was Ilyana, the human child, going more demonic. This time it was the dark child becoming more human. And so it was the reverse. Hmm. Gotcha. So thoughts. I have been talking a lot. So <laughs> any thoughts or questions that you guys have, I want to give you guys the floor. And Ryan Kent, I'll start with you. Any thoughts, observations, questions, any of that? Uh, this has definitely given me some incentive to go out. And, and like Ron was saying, I, I want to read a lot of these stories now. A lot of and now I'm going to blank on that. Well, what's the name of the, the, the one from the eighties, the, the big crossover event with her in the middle of it. Uh, that would be Inferno. Inferno. That, see, that, that's always a story that I've heard great things about. And I, I, I really want to check that out now, especially after hearing about Ilana, Ileana and, um, I don't know. Every time I see her, she's just a visually interesting character in the background too. Uh, the, 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 the big sword is just cool. And every, everything yeah. she's in, she's always looks really badass. And then hearing about, what, what a lot of her story was that I did not know. I, I didn't know a lot of these things. I kind of would assume she was a character just based on her looks and the powers I presume she had. And uh, this was very eye opening. Right there, would you mean? Because like I said, I thought this was a more of a more fresher, newer character, and everybody was jumping on. But knowing that she had this big of a backstory makes her even more intriguing. That's now I'm kind of like want to jump on board and learn more about her. And probably have to look up that uh, Inferno book and read yeah. that. In sure. Inferno was an awesome story across all of the um, associated X-Men books at the time. Specifically, mm. if you read Inferno, I really recommend, you know, I know Marvel Unlimited has the Inferno storyline that you can read all the associated X-Men books along with it. What Sweet. I particularly liked about it was this was the first time that X Factor, the original X Factor, which was the reteaming of the original five X-Men, meet the X-Men X-Men again. So all this time, this is building up with Storm and Jean Grey come face to face for the very first time since the entire story of, you know, Jean dying. So this is X-Men. You get to see those two come face to face 
for the first time and very, very cool. It also is the confrontation between Scott's wife, who is the cloned version, Madeline Pryor, and Jean Grey coming face to face and battling it out for the first time. So many things going on in Inferno, not just Ilyana. Obviously, I highly, highly, highly recommend the story. And so, gentlemen, any other thoughts on Ilyana? Curious. Uh, I'm more more curious of what she's doing in present time now. So do we Bye. know what Ilyana is doing now? What is her official? Where where are they now? What is Do we know her official standing as of now? Isn't she a field captain? Yes, she is. Or Thank she, you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She is officially. Like, isn't she uh, like her? Like she's on the same level as Cyclops? Well, he's like the general general and she's the. If he's the major general, she's the general general, you know, if, gotcha. or if he's okay. the general right. general, she's the major general or whatever right. the, or, you know, however the high ranking goes there. She's so, she's one of those that are in like the second only to Cyclops in the military or the protection force. That's fitting. That That's, that's fitting. Based off what I've learned so far today, that's the role for her. Right. You know, I've had people say that she is a copy of Raven from the Teen Titan. Based on what mm. I've said, do you guys agree? Almost. I would say no, but I also know that she was created. I know the New Mutants were kind of a response to the, the Teen Titans of the time. So the way Marvel and DC works uh, throughout the years, how it's kind of a copycat league, it actually it might be, and I would have never thought of that, but um, yeah. I don't think that's unfair. Yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. like comparing her against Raven because I can sit here and go in my head, well, this, 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 and this, but I will go back to exactly what you just said. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. I had so much fun doing this that I want to know what are some characters that if we were to do a who's who handbook of some of your favorite characters, and, and they may not be the most in your face characters that everybody knows about. So, Ryan Stevens, if you had to pick your first who's who handbook character that you want to cover, what would that be? Hmm. Or who would that? Be? It could be a what? Because it could be, be a, a machine for all we know. Huh. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet, honestly, or the Infinity Stones, honestly. I don't think a lot of people, I mean, yeah, it's now, but I don't think a lot of people got the full on grasp of what they are or what they really are, or how they came to be. That's a tremendous answer. I like that because that, that's a gem of an answer, even. <laughs> Literally. And if you want to know why I said gem of an answer, tune in for an upcoming episode when we talk about the infinity gem. I mean, stones. <laughs> All right, Ryan Kent, I'm going to put you on the spot, too. If you had to pick a character and or item or something that's comic book related to be a who's who handbook topic what would it be i think a bullseye episode would be really fun bullseye i think is a really fun character and and looking at all his the statistic things he's done would be really great cool so so we've gone from hero to item to villain i like the spontaneity (laughs) of it that's cool all right so gentlemen i have a quick question for you do you have any other things about Ilyana that you would like to mention either of you before we sign off for this episode. I do. Yes, go for it. 
just kind of a general overall idea that I really like in Marvel Comics is um, kind of mutant bloodlines and stuff like that. So I always like when they're when a character is related to another character. So the fact that she's sisters with uh, Colossus and I just I just always love when that's a thing. So that's that's just another reason to really enjoy her. All right, Ron Stevens, what about you? Well, that's this. I'm definitely going to be on Marvel Unlimited and looking up everything that is magic. All right. Well, for starters, I, w- I suggest, if I were to make a suggestion, that your first things to read are X-Men 160. Go then directly into the four-issue Storm and Ilyana. Magic is the name of the... But it's got Storm and Ilyana at the top, but it's really the miniseries is called Magic. They did that so that, you know, name recognition. And then go into New Mutants number 14, and that'll kind of give you a good overview or a good start on the character sweet and one other thing on the legacy thing that you mentioned ryan kent which is not only did is she the sister of colossus she also became best friends with kitty pride so much so that when she died the soul sword came to kitty for years and that was cool that is cool Well, gentlemen, I thank you for letting me totally spaz out on how much I love (laughs) the character of Ilyana. And I will say that that is one reason when this movie, if this movie ever does come out, that I'm going to see it or watch it depending on coronavirus. (laughs) I definitely want to see Ilyana. So thank you for letting me just spaz out for the last 30 minutes. It was enjoyable. (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) Thank you, sirs. And for everyone listening, thank you also for letting us or letting me spaz out over a character. If there are any characters that you're interested about or character concepts uh, from Marvel or DC that you are really big fans of, and it doesn't have to necessarily be Marvel and DC. It can be other concepts. Let us know. Send us a comment on Facebook. Just let us know what you think, and we might cover it on an upcoming episode. And with that, we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com.